Peter proclaims Jesus' resurrection publicly to the people of Jerusalem for the first time, then tells the people that Jesus has lived out God's plan for salvation. A reading from the Acts of Apostles. Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would be, that he would pull one of his descendants, that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Please be seated. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into the inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while, while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, 
was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hand, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. Poor Thomas has such a bad reputation. We call him Doubting Thomas. But he does not doubt. He refuses to believe. There's a difference. Um, Doubting, uh, not quite sure, refusing to believe, I'm absolutely certain. Um, And then when Jesus finally appears to him and says, bring your finger here and put it in the marks of the nails, and bring your hand here and put it in my side, do not doubt but believe, that's what our translation says. What it says in the Greek is, do not be untrusty but trusty. Do not be uncountable on but countable on. When we have in our translations the word believe, the Greek word means something a lot more like trust than, than believe. When we think of believe, we think of a mental attitude. I believe in God the Father. I am of the opinion that there is a God. Um, that's what we mean by that. When you say the Nicene Creed, try saying instead of we believe, we trust in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We trust in Jesus Christ, his only Son. We trust in the Holy Spirit. That puts a whole different spin on it. It's not about our mental attitude. It's about what we find trustworthy. Do not be untrusty, but trusty, says Jesus to Thomas. The disciples gather on the evening after Mary has come back from the garden and said, I've seen the Lord, and they're in the room, and the doors are locked for fear of the Jews. The opposite of faith is not doubt, but fear. The disciples are afraid. They can't get out of that room. So Jesus shows up in the middle of the room and says, peace be with you. And then he says, just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. We've been waiting the whole gospel for this. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and the one who believes in me, we are in them. And all of that wonderful confusion of boundaries going on through John's gospel, who's God, who's Jesus, who's us. Just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Now we're clear. This community is sent just like Jesus was sent. And then he breathes on them. It says in the Greek, he inflates them and says, receive holy breath. The sins of any that you hold on to are held on to. The sins of any that you release are released. 
He told Mary in the garden, don't hold on to me, but let me go. Let me go to my father and your father, to my God and your God. So sin is what holds us in fear. Sin is what keeps us in that room with the doors locked. So the disciples rejoice when they see the Lord. They tell Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And he says, unless I put my fingers in the print of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not trust. This is not the God that I'm wanting to encounter. Forgiveness is hard work. I'm sure all of you saw, couldn't avoid seeing parts of the royal wedding, right? Um, You know you're a church geek when you're more interested in the vestments than the dress. Uh, Why did those choristers have preaching tabs? That's what I want to know. Sorry, it was the kind of thing that occurred to me. In our wedding service, there's a wonderful prayer that we pray for the couple. When they hurt each other, give them grace to seek each other's forgiveness and yours. Not if. There's no question about if they hurt each other, when they hurt each other. To be in relationship, to come to know someone well, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, a church, you're going to get hurt. You're going to hurt other people. You're going to make mistakes. There are tender spots. We all have them, um, and we're going to find them. When we find them, give us grace to seek each other's forgiveness and yours. Thomas says, don't show me a Jesus that's just all perfect and everything is wonderful, as if nothing had ever happened, as if everything were great. I'm not going to believe that. Show me the wounds, and then I will trust. Forgiveness is hard work. We have to approach those wounds. But we can't stay in victim status. We can't stay with those wounds not transformed. These are, after all, resurrected wounds. Down in the nitty-gritty, show me. Don't minimize the hurt. Don't pretend it never happened. But don't get stuck there. The disciples, when Thomas is with them a week later, are still behind locked doors. They haven't gotten over their fear. Even though Jesus has said to them twice, peace be with you. They're still afraid. So, we are called then to be sent, as Jesus was sent, to do the works of God. Remember the story of the blind man, the man born blind. The disciples and Jesus are walking along, and the disciples said, Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus says, It's not about sin. It's so that the glory of God can be revealed. Do we need to be doing the works of my Father while it is light, light, because night is coming when we won't be able to do. Here are the works to forgive, to be witnesses of the resurrection, to be transformed. Those people who have come to terms with their past are resurrected people. Those people who grew up with abuse or who have lived through a divorce or have been hurt in one way or another and have come to terms with it, are no longer victims, no longer saying, I'm stuck there, I blame the world, but who have encountered those wounds and seen them transformed. Those are people who can move the world. Those are people who are resurrected. 
Thomas says, don't show me a community as if nothing bad had ever happened. That's not forgiveness. That's not what it's about, pretending it was never, never there. Show me the wounds, but show me transformed. And then he says, my Lord and my God. We've been waiting that for that for the whole gospel, too. Every title of Jesus is a little bit higher than the last title. And finally, my Lord and my God. Now the doors can be opened. Now the fears are faced. Now the disciples can go out in witness to the resurrection. So Thomas gets a bad rap. He doesn't doubt. He refuses to believe until. And then Jesus says, don't be untrusty, but trusty. If we haven't faced our own fears, you never know what's going to set us off. You have to be really careful about those kinds of people. But the people who have faced their fears come to terms with them, and been resurrected. Those people you can trust. Don't be untrusty, but trusty. Show me the wounds, and then I'll believe. My Lord and my God. Amen.